Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Illuminate Student Ministries. Listen as Padre Rick Bradbury speaks on prayer. Uh, what I want to talk to you tonight is I want to give you something to take home, and I know it's a divine appointment. Several years ago, I allowed God just to take my schedule, so he sets it, and I'm very confident this is a divine appointment when Paul told me to be here. And uh, I want to talk to you about my heart, which is prayer, because there's a lot of young people don't get answers to their prayers. And that, I don't like that, because I see a lot of prayers answered, and I lead a lot of people into what God leads me to and pray. And so Susie said, what's your goal tonight? I said, I would like several young people to get three prayers answered by the end of the year. That's not asking a lot. Why would you do that? Because a lot of young people that I deal with, they have probably zero prayer life. They really don't pray. And even if they think they're praying, they're really not. So it's none, no prayer. And so over the years and thousands of thousands of young people and hundreds of sermons and camps and retreats, what happens is this. I see a young person respond to whatever's being said or shared. And they come up, and let's say Evie comes up, and she's responding to what she heard. And then several girls are gathered around her, and uh, they'll lay hands on her, and they'll hug her, and she'll be crying, and they'll be crying and uh, because of her response to truth. There's nothing wrong with that. That's good. But what happens is, is even though she responded, and they responded, and they encourage her, and they hug her, and they love on her, and there's tons of emotion, and that's good. I see the same girl two weeks later dealing with the same thing. That prayer wasn't answered. And I don't like that because there was a lot of emotion. But I found out over the years that God doesn't respond to emotion. That's not what he responds to. And so then I see other ones, and I've seen several of you. When you're mad, we know it. And when you're sad, we know it. And when you're upset, we know it. And when you're hurt, we know it. And so you want everybody to know how mad or upset or sad you are. And so then what we do is we pray for you. And so, and when we pray for you, we pray and we're sincere about, we don't want you to be sad. We don't want you to be mad. We don't want you to be upset. We don't want you to be hurt. But I don't see those prayers answered very often because they're still based on uh, you've got a bad uh, attitude and now I'm asking God to fix it and you don't want it fixed you like being mad and you want everybody to know you're sad and you want everybody to know you're upset and you want everybody to know you're hurt and so that prayer doesn't get answered and so we got people keep getting mad sad hurt upset and we see it and uh, you know and rightfully so I mean you know uh Jenna told me the other day she got her phone taken away. She just got it. It got taken away. My response was good. <laughs> I said, good. You know, but I could tell on her countenance that she wasn't very happy with it. I said, good. And then some, somebody else told me something. Oh, I'm having problems with somebody. I said, good. And, and, and they go like, good, what do you mean? And so if it's not one of those two situations where I see young people really praying, really praying, then it's some uh, experienced level of faith person prays for you. So I've got, I'm at a certain level of faith, so I'm going to pray for you. I've got more faith in you, so I'm going to pray for you. And so I see these adults coming, now they're going to pray for you. And a lot of times those prayers don't get answered either because a lot of times I'm just sharing some stuff I think you need to know. And I call it prayer because you need to know this. And, and uh, so I'm praying for you because you need to know. I'm praying because you need to know what I'm praying. Um, I'm experienced. I've, I've got a level of faith. I've got more faith. And you need, to, you need to hear this. Listen as I pray for you. And that prayer doesn't get answered because I have not found God answer prayer based on our level of experience. So if he doesn't answer prayer based on emotions and he doesn't answer prayer based on experiences, then what does he answer prayer? How do we get prayer answered if some experienced person can't? 
pray and get me straightened out or helped. And somebody with a lot of faith. And so what we've done over the years, and here, I just want to clear things up because I'm really asking God that several of you young people will pray some prayers this year and you'll get them answered. Because the reason we don't pray is because, you know, like, I'll just be honest with you. I, I, I trust Paul, but not completely. And I have a lot of confidence in Chloe, but not completely. What are you saying, Rick? I want to explain something to you, and I'll read you a scripture in just a moment. I can ask Paul to do something on Monday, and he might not do it. And then I can remind him to do it a couple of days later. Still no guarantee he's going to do it. So sometimes we pray, and we ask God to do something. He doesn't do it. And then we remind him, and he still doesn't do it. What's the problem? But we say we trust God. But I don't trust him completely. I don't trust him completely. I have a lot of confidence in Chloe. She's fact, she's in my phone, confident Chloe. I've been praying it for years. That's the way she's in my phone. And because of that, uh, I have a lot of confidence in her, but not completely. It would wane if I said, Chloe, meet me at 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and what I mean by that is even though I have a lot of confidence in her, I, it's not complete because I don't have confidence she's going to be there at 5.59. Now, she might even show up, but it's not going to be 6 o'clock. And so what happens is with God, we don't have complete confidence in him because of timing. He didn't show up when we thought he should show up. He didn't do what we asked. And so why pray if God's not going to do what we ask and he's not going to show up when we need him to show up? And, and so, and, and I still have a lot of confidence in her, but not complete, because even if it was 6 o'clock at night, there's no guarantee she's going to be there at 6 o'clock. It might be 6.09, it might be 6.19, but it's not going to be 6 o'clock. She's never going to win the worm burner award, you know. <laughs> she's not even going to be in the running. So even though I have confidence, it's not complete. And even though I have trust in Paul, it's not complete. And so when you look at faith, and let me give you one passage because they won't let me come back unless I read a scripture probably. You, you got to do this. Luke 11. Luke 11. And it's where Jesus came in and it was, it was his entry. And they got him on the back of the donkey. It's never been written. They're throwing the palm branches down. Da, 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 da. And, and so Jesus sees this fig tree and he goes, you're never going to bear any fruit. He just talks to a fig tree. And the disciples are like freaked out. You know, hey, this is a pretty important day. You know, everybody knows who you are. Hosanna, Lord save us. Everybody's screaming. I mean, the whole city stopped to know who Jesus is. And what happens is he goes, you're not going to bear any fruit. And so then he leaves and goes to Bethany and they come back and Peter remembered, verse 21, Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day and explained, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed is withered and died. And then Jesus said this, have, listen, please listen, have faith in God. He uses four words, have faith in God. If Jesus was here tonight himself, he would tell you have faith in God. Same four words. So people pray, and here's what they pray. They go like this, oh, God, I just need you to tell me what to do. In any situation with this girl, with this guy, with everything, and he goes, have faith in God. And you go, no, I just need, I'll do exactly what you say. I mean, I'll, you know, have faith in God. He's going to say the same thing he said to the disciples. He's not changed. I've never known him to say anything else, but have faith in God. But faith, if you understand it, is complete confidence and complete trust in God. Complete confidence and complete trust in God. He said, I want you to have complete confidence and complete trust in God. But because we asked God to do some things and he didn't do it, and because we were real emotional and it didn't happen, and because we pleaded for God to be here tomorrow or next week or before this happened and it, and it didn't happen, then we're not really that confident. And so we pray these prayers without faith. And prayers without faith don't get answered. You have to have faith. You have to have faith. And if you pray in faith, what happens? Look what he says here. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, 
you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. I mean, that's crazy. Think about that. He just said to tree and he goes, hey, you guys, you can just say to the mountain, be removed, cast into the sea and it will obey you. But that takes faith, complete confidence and trust. And a lot of people don't have it. And he goes, but you must really believe it and it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, listen to this, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you receive it, it will be yours. Now, this is Jesus talking. So this is his lesson on prayer. He's saying, hey, I want some young people to pray. And whatever you pray, I'll do it for you if you will believe, if you'll have complete confidence and complete trust in me. But when you're praying, first forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. So he has some instructions, and I just want to give it to you to take to the house and just tell me when I'm done. So I, I want to do one thing before I close. But let me give you some instruction. That's Jesus talking about prayer. He's going, you, you can talk to a mountain, be thou removed, and be cast into the sea, and will obey you. But you know what I found out so many people? They talk about the mountain, but they never talk to it. They talk about the problem, but they never talk. You know what, Jaden, uh, you know what? And they talk about my dad, uh, you know what, my mom, you know what? They talk about the problem, but they don't talk to it. I found out a long time ago, the reason my knee gets healed is I go, knee, listen to me. I need to talk to you. I do it with, I've done it with finances. I've had lots of prayers answered because I don't talk about the problem or about the pain or about the pressure I'm under. I talk to it. And anything you believe, which you have complete confidence and trust, you can ask it, he said, you can pray it, and I'll do it for you. I'll do what you ask me to do, anything. That's pretty crazy, but I've seen him do it over and over. So if emotions don't work and experience don't work, it's because, and they always argue with me. People always argue. They say, I had faith. I had faith and I didn't get healed. I had faith and I buried my dad anyway, and he really believed in God, but it wasn't complete. I'm not arguing that your dad didn't have faith, you didn't have faith. It wasn't complete. It wasn't totally complete confidence and trust in God. You were trusting something else. You were having confidence in something else. Because when you look at faith in this form, Paul, when you look at it, and so we can teach this generation, because I believe you're going to be the greatest generation that ever lived. So I appreciate this opportunity because I want you to pray prayers that waste me, and I pray some really crazy prayers. I'm asking a guy for a girlfriend that has connections to a plane right now. That's a big prayer. Guy just shared his heart with me the other day at his papa's funeral, and I go, you know what, God, he needs to meet a girl that has connections to a plane. That her dad either owns one or that her dad's a pilot so he can get a lot of free air miles. So, God, whoever you have for him, I ask in the name of Jesus, and I go, whoever you are with the plane, this guy needs you to marry him. I've never prayed a prayer for a plane girlfriend before. <laughs> But you watch, you watch. I'll tell you when it happens, and it's going to be so stinking cool. It's going to blow his mind. And I already told and I didn't keep it silent. It's no silent prayer. I, pr I told him, and I prayed it. And, it. and you watch. He's going to travel the world, and he's not going to have to pay for it all. He's going to have connections to a plane. It's going to be so cool. I mean, this is going to be so cool. Because I have complete confidence and trust. So here's what happens. I pray about finances or I pray about a relationship. And I go, but then instead of putting, you know what the Bible says? I mean, if the Bible's correct, trust in the Lord, what? With all your heart. Huh. All, completely trust him? Or can I still try and make arrangements and make plans and get some advice and do that? Or am I completely trusting him? He says, and lean not to your own understanding. And then watch this. You can be completely confident that he will direct your paths. So if you believe complete trust brings about complete confidence, 
And so you don't lean to your own understanding or try and figure it out or try and fix it. All you're doing is talking to him about it. And he goes, why? Why? He always responds to faith. He always responds to faith. He cannot. I mean, look at the stories in the Bible. And he heard their faith. And they let the guy down and he saw their faith. He can't help but hear it. Oh, be quiet. Jesus, the son of David. And he goes, I heard faith. He hears it and he sees it. He saw their faith and he feels it. A big crowd, they say, Master, somebody touched you. Yeah, it was a, somebody touched me. But there's so many people touching you. No, it's faith. Him of his garment. You know what? 12-year problem over because he can't help but respond to faith. Guy had been lame his whole life, leaping and jumping and rejoicing. Blinded eyes open. Why? Because when he heard their faith, been blind since birth. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Faith. 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 And he always responds to it. But in the scripture, you know what he said? He says, but first, what I need you to do is pray prayers of repentance. Because if you have a problem with anybody, you need to repent. You need God to change your mind. Why? Because he can never turn a repentant heart away. He will never return a repentant heart away, and he will never not respond. Susie would correct me for saying that double negatives. But however you word it, he just won't. Not. Well, won't not not. <laughs> Have a problem with that. <laughs> respond to your faith. He'll hear it. He'll see it. He'll feel it. And he will. But see the way we've done it? And so a lot of young people don't pray. And when they do pray, they don't get answers. I want that to change. I would love for all of you to say, man, I prayed. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. Okay? Because you have to have complete confidence and trust in God. And you can't put any, you can't say, oh, I'm trusting God, but uh, I'm also, I think we're going to do this. And, and then my dad said, and then, you know, uh, I, I was talking to somebody else and they you're either going to completely trust him or you're not. Well, I know God's going to, but in case he doesn't, you know, we'll, we can always do this or do this. You're going to be, are you confident or not? Because every time I put complete confidence in trusting God, even as a young person, God answered my prayer. God answered my prayer. And so I have a list. Susie and I just tried this. I mean, we've been married 50 years. That's a long time. Most people haven't even been born. But we made a list of 10 things, and we just started praying for them. You know what? We checked every one, off of, every one of them off the list. We've done it so many times. I said, Susie, what do you want? Well, we, I, want a, I want a Savannah to travel with the boys' basketball when we take them all them games. I was coaching. Check, check. I mean, it didn't matter what it was. We made a list. We began to believe. Here's the problem. If you don't pray, nobody can agree with you. So you have to voice your prayer. A lot of young people aren't willing to do that. Because where two or three agree together is touching anything, it shall be done. So I need to hear your heart so I can agree with it. But see, you won't say anything. You come and you pray, and then we all pray for you, but I still haven't heard your heart. And we all cry, but I still haven't heard your heart. And then we all encourage you, but I still haven't heard your heart. And then you come up, and you're really mad and have every right to be, you know, I meant your goldfish died, you know, and you loved it, you know. And you have every right to be mad, and everybody knows you're mad, and they want to know what's wrong and what happened, da-da-da. But the thing is, and so then we, oh, hey, let's pray for him, and we pray. And the thing is, doesn't make any difference. He's still talking about it next week, how sad he is or how mad he is, or how upset, or how hurt. So the thing is, with prayer, I want us to pray here. If I was teaching young people, Paul, here's what I'd pray. I would simply have a young person, I would only let you pray one way until you get like, Susie said, well, how many prayers do they have to get answered? I said, I'd like them to get 10 in a row answered. That would be awesome. Well, how can you guarantee I'll get one answered too? Well, what I'd do is I would sit you in a chair and I would say, here's the way you have to pray. I have a, 
And it can't be a you prayer like the emotional ones. And it can't even be a me prayer. Whoa. It can't be a me prayer. It has to be for someone else. I would teach you to pray for someone else. Because you know yourself and you know your situation, it's hard for you to have complete confidence and complete trust when you're living in it and when you're feeling it and when it, you're surrounded by it and when it's right there in your face. It's really hard. So I would have you say, if we had a young person's prayer meeting, and I'd love to have one, we had every week, we'd see tons of prayers answered. Because I'd say, come to the chair, and you got to go, I have an uncle. And then you got to be honest, that really has a problem with alcohol. And my aunt is really suffering because he's really abusive. Now, all of a sudden, you're sharing your heart. You're sharing your heart, and I'm hearing it. And the reason you're going to put that kind of prayer for others is because you can't trust anybody else to take care of that. Because everybody's tried, and he hasn't changed. In fact, he's getting worse. So those kind of prayers, you say, God, you're the only one I can trust. Because he's actually making worse decisions. And then as you're praying that for your uncle or your mom, you say, God, my mom's an idiot. You know, she really is. I mean, I don't know anybody as stupid as her. I would rather hear that prayer coming for you and you sharing in your heart, but a lot of people won't. Because... I hear it, and God, she's not going to change. I don't have any confidence in her, and my dad just kind of sides with her, so he's not. I don't have any confidence in him, and, and I've tried to help her, but she won't listen to me, and what you're doing is you're giving up all that confidence, and what happens is you're starting to put in God because you just shared your heart, and we're hearing it, but what I'm hearing is, God, I'm going to have to trust you with this, or God, I'm going to have to put my confidence in you because it's not going to change unless you do something about it. And then I pray. And so now we're not just praying emotional prayer. We're actually agreeing with your heart for your mom or your heart for your uncle. It, I, I would have you start with just a friend. I have a friend. And I'd make you say that. You can't just say, it's, it's not like, he won't answer this. Uh, would you pray for my friend? We can, but it's not, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> no, really, I, I have a dear friend. Would you? Okay. Dear friend, God, <laughs> tell me something else. I have a dear friend, and right now they're really struggling. And I've, they won't listen to me, and I've really tried to help. And God, if there's any way you can change your heart or change his heart. Now all of a sudden, I'm hearing some faith. God's hearing it. And then we have agreement where I come, God, I don't know who this, you don't have to say the name, I don't know who this friend is, but God, I hear her heart. And it's called, it's called intercession. And what happens is God hears that. God, I'm just, I'm putting my trust in you. I'm putting my confidence in you. And so I would begin every youth prayer with, I have a, have a dear friend. I have a sister and she's sorry. I have a brother. He's a goofball. Whatever you want to pray, I don't care as long as you're honest about it and how he's making you feel or what you're thinking. And if you be honest about it, why is this? Because here's what we want to do. You want me to pray for you, and I don't need. I, you can ask Jensen, some of these guys, Josiah. I have these guys pray for people, old people, don't I? Probably more than anybody, the relationship's probably the best with Jensen in the room because I'm teaching him to put some trust in me. And I'm teaching him to put some confidence in me. So I'm asking him to do some stuff. But what he doesn't know is when I go to Vintage Life and they go, I don't know who that young man was. You prayed for me, but my back hasn't hurt since. It wasn't my prayer. I didn't. I just stayed silent. It was Josiah's. I mean, it was Jensen's. It was some, I, I do that all the time. I don't know what that young man was. Why? Because you don't need to have a certain level of faith. 
Here's what we, here's the disconnect. Oh, I just need to get more faith because the amount of faith makes a difference. If I have more faith, if I have more faith, then I can have a miracle or have my prayer answered. If I just get to a certain level of faith, if I can get to the level of faith that Padre has, then I can pray prayers and God answer them. There are amounts of faith. You can have, the Bible says you can have great faith, little faith. Oh, you have little faith, a lot of faith. No greater faith have I seen. He can see it. When he heard their faith, he can hear it. He sees it. He knows it. But watch this. He said, if you have the faith of the grain of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain. So apparently you don't need a big amount. And apparently you don't get to, need to get to a certain level. So what kind of faith are we talking about? Watch this. Faith that we're talking about when he says have faith in God is not the level of faith by experiences. It's not the amount of faith by you being so invested in it and really trying to get a hold of God and talk to him. Faith in the level that he's talking about in the purest form that he hears and sees and listen is the absence of doubt. So if you have faith of the grain of mustard seed and don't have any doubt, say the mountain be ever removed, be cast in the sea. First prayer you ever prayed, bam. My five-year-old son prayed a prayer. My mom had a stroke and her hand was withered up and I didn't get to talk to her for a whole year and her mouth was drawn and she's only 39 years old and, and she's crippled and sits there and just stares at me like I'm staring at you. And I haven't heard her speak in a year. And her mouth is all drawn up. And I mean, they said, if you ever have a relapse, you'll never. And she's worked her whole life, but now she can't work. And she's had a stroke in her mouth. And she can't say any words. And I never heard her talk in, in, for a whole year. And my five-year-old, five-year-old, sees my tears in my heart. He's 46 now. This 50, 41 years ago. He sees my brokenness after I leave my mom and get him in the car, and he's standing up in the seat. He goes, Satan, he's five years old. Satan, leave my Nana alone. What's God do? Heals her. Heals her on the spot. I'd fasted so many days. We had prayed. We did prayer cloths. He had five years old. Absence of doubt. Satan, I'm weeping. Leave my nana alone. There's no doubt. And we did. God healed her. So miraculously healed her. She was on disability for two years. And what she went, when she went back and, and, and got cleared to go back to work and she could drive and she hadn't driven and she hadn't walked and she hadn't talked in a year. They said, you couldn't have got better that quick. You must have been faking. It made her pay back a year's Social Security disability because she gained it two years. They said it couldn't have happened overnight. Made her pay back a whole year. We gladly did. She went back to work and then I called her every day to talk to her. And so I've spent the rest of my life just talking to my mom because I didn't win a whole year and didn't talk to her. But all that five-year-old had was an absence of doubt. Not more faith in me, not a greater level than me, just faith where there's no doubt. That's why Pastor Michael's teaching you, get in the word. Why? The word, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. No, that's not what it's talking about. It's just the more words you get in, the more truth, the less doubt you have. And when you go back and remember prophetic words, I've got them on my phone that even you spoke and you spoke Hannah over my life. And I go back to them and I read them. What that's getting rid of is just doubt in my life because I started to doubt. And so that prophetic word revisiting and revisiting the word of God and revisiting what someone told me. And I got a word from God and I got to start believing it so I don't start doubting it. And I got to trust in it and put confidence in it because if God spoke it, he also will bring it to pass. It's either truth or it's not. It's either a big joke or it's not. And so many young people, they don't get their prayers answered, and it really bothers me because I know a God that wants to answer your prayer. And it doesn't matter if it's your brother, your sister, your uncle, your friend. And so once you pray a prayer for somebody else, and we get to, and so if we had a prayer meeting, I mean, we'll do it one night if you want. I don't care. Just come in, get a young person, come to the chair, just share your heart with us. But you got to start with, I have, I have a 
you'll probably say, I have a brother. Because you, your sisters are okay, but you've got a few brothers. So I have a brother. And if you be honest with us and we hear your heart, you'll watch God change the heart of your brother, change the mind of your brother, change the future. And faith is so powerful. Watch this. Let me tell you about it. And then make sure you give me 10 or 5, just something when it happens. Okay. Okay. But watch this. You go to Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. There's this boy with convulsions, and he's having kind of fits and seizures, and he gets in the fire and gets burned up. He's almost drowned several times, and, and, and he bites people, and then he just ends up in, like he's dead, and it happens all the time. And when the fathers ask about it, it says, how long has this been going on? Off times. What's that mean? More times than I can count. I've had to get him out of the creek in the lake. He was drowned. More times than I can count, he was in the fire when we had a fire, and he was having a seizure, and he was getting burned up, and he had so many burns. I meant he's bit me so many times, more times than I can count, and he's bit, bit his sister and his brother more times than his mom, more times than we can count. I meant off times. I meant all the time. And, and, and your disciples prayed. Your disciples prayed, and he just had another seizure right in front of us. So apparently that didn't work. You know what Jesus said to the guy? He looked at the guy. I'll look at you because someday you're going to be a dad. You're going to be a good one. He says, Mark 9, 23, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to those who believe. He said that to the dad. He didn't say it to the disciples. He didn't say it to the, the people. He didn't say it to the mom. He said it to the dad. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to those that believe. Mark 9, 23. You know what the guy said? He was honest. I believe, but help thou my unbelief. You know, you don't know how many times I've dealt with this. I deal with this every single week for years. And Jesus says, let's get rid of the unbelief. If you can believe, all things are possible. And you know what? Watch this. The faith of the Father. The boy was healed. Bam. After all the prayers he had prayed, after the disciples prayed and it didn't work, the boy was healed. Why? Set precedent in Scripture. The faith of a father can change the future of a child. You go back to Mark chapter 5. Jairus comes and he presses through. the. I mean, he's coming. He, he meets Jesus. And I'll give you this and then I'll, I'll close. Here's what happens. He goes... He goes, I got to get to Jesus. And that's when the woman stepped in and she gets healed. And he goes, oh, this is great. You know, I knew as a healer, I traveled all this way. And Jairus goes and he goes, Jesus, I need you to heal my daughter. And they come from his house and they go, don't trouble him. Your daughter's already dead. Your daughter's already dead. It's too late. Jesus did the same thing. He looked dead in the eye of the father. Two words. Only believe. Doubt was gone. He said, I'm a man of authority, and if you just speak it, it'll happen. His daughter was raised from the dead. Why? Because the faith of the father can not only change the future of a son, can change the future of a daughter. But he said this. I want you to have faith of a child. Why did, would he say, I want you to have the faith of a young person? Because kids, when they ask their father or mother, they do it with complete confidence and complete trust that if they ask for it, it's going to happen. And that's why he says that. You need faith like a child where you just have complete confidence and complete trust and you're not trying to figure it out and work it out. And you don't need somebody with more faith to tell you what they know, and you don't need somebody with a lot of faith like me to pray for you. Jensen can pray for you. Jaden can pray for you. Josiah can pray for you. Well, no, they're jerks. He never said I won't answer a jerk's prayer. I mean, you know, I mean, whatever you label them, it doesn't matter. Like, like I, you get, I told, I don't even know how to say this, but I love who you are at Chick-fil-A, and you know that. You bring something there that is powerful. 
even though you lied to me Sunday morning. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to get you to have confidence and trust, and then I ask you for some money, and you said you didn't have any, and then you reach in your pocket, and you have it after the kid was already gone that I want you to give it to. That's a lie. You forgot it was in your pocket? That's still a lie. I say give it to But I still, that doesn't disqualify you just because you lied to me. You can still pray with complete confidence and trust in God, and God can't turn it away. No matter who prays it, if they're having complete confidence and trust in God. So what I'm saying is you don't have to, I don't have to pray. You can pray. You can pray. But it can't be one of these prayers that doesn't have faith in it. It has to be total confidence and trust that what you're sharing your heart about. And then what helps that is where two or three agree together. So because you don't share your heart about your mom and you don't share your heart about your brother and you don't share your heart about your friend, we don't know what to pray. So we just pray, I hope your attitude changes because it's, and, I, and you're broken over a girlfriend that you think might lose her life or this guy was just making all kind of bad decisions and you really care about him. But you don't share that, so we can't agree with you because, man, if you pray in faith and then you get two or three of us to agree with you, God's going to answer it. And the thing is, I have so much complete confidence and trust in God, I can promise you he's going to answer. Susie says, wait a minute, Rick. You, you can promise him? Yeah, I can promise you. I promise he'll answer it's not my word. He said, call upon me and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things. If you don't lean to your own understanding, if you trust me with all your heart, you can be confident I'm going to direct your path. I promise. I promise I'm going to do it. I promise. And, and, and what is God? He cannot lie. So, um, trade places with uh, Jocelyn. Jocelyn, come up here. I'm going to have just, I was going to let a young person, I have her, Jensen, come here. I want you to bring your chair and sit by Jocelyn. The reason I'm having you come is because she's pregnant. Yeah, that's why. Several months ago, Jensen, God told me who you were like in the Bible. And so it gave me clarity on what to pray. He told me that the Bible character that would most fit you is Joseph. And I'm talking about Joseph that was married to Mary. And he trusted her heart with this guy. But he's righteous. And you know what the Bible says about him? He wasn't afraid. So that, what that tells me is you can't let fear dictate anything. You're going to have to say no. If you go back to the Joseph in the Old Testament, because when I reflected on, is the Old Testament Joseph or New Testament? He told me, Mary and Joseph. But when you go back to the Old Testament, that Joseph, Potiphar's wife said, hey, let's get it on. And he was all alone and could have, and she was drop-dead gorgeous. But it said he refused the advancements of Potiphar's wife. He said no. The amount of fear you have will dictate your yeses and your noes. And God's going to ask you to be righteous like Joseph, Mary's husband, because he's going to entrust somebody's heart to you that's on assignment, and he can't trust it to any guy on the block. He has to trust it to the guy that's righteous that has a no when it comes to some things. And so I would be, I would really be on guard if I mentor you that maybe one of the first things that's going to happen is some girl's going to want you to lie with her. And you're going to have to refuse lust. Why? Because God wants to fill you with so much love you got room enough to marry a girl that's pregnant and swears up and down 
that she hasn't been with a man. And you got to be engaged to her and not sleep with her. You got to be married to her and not sleep with her until she has the baby. And then she's over there nursing Jesus. And I'm in, and you're getting a good look at everything she has. And the thing is, and she's beautiful, and you got to say no to sleeping with her because you got to wait so many days under Levitical law. But the whole time, you want to sleep with her because she's your wife, but you can't. And, I, and I'll teach you about that until you get the wink. Do I got two minutes to teach you about the wink? The reason lust is so bad is because Joseph, I mean, I mean, it happened to me. I mean, we waited three years, and then Susie has this little boy come over there, and she's diapering him and nursing him and all that, and I'm going, what about me? Powder me. Nurse me. I was just jealous. I was jealous over my own kid because he's getting all of her attention, and it was freaking me out. And I just, Susie, you who... Husband, over here. I, why'd you replace me with this little dude? He doesn't even know your name. He spent no money on you. I'm still paying for him. But the thing is, is he wanted to know her. That's what they call it. Said he didn't know her. He wanted to know her. So there were times within the days afterwards, and I'm speaking to you to choose love over lust. Lust is what you can get. Love is what you give. It's real simple. But what happened is, is he's going like, it's only 33 days. It's not 40. Thank God it wasn't a daughter. It would have been 80. He had to wait 80 days. So he's going just 32 days. And he goes, I'm going to know her tonight. Lays Jesus down. And Jesus, he goes in there, hey, I want to know you. It's time for me to know you. And Jesus goes like, wah, 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 wah. I mean, he's freaking out. He goes in there, calm down, dude, calm down. Jesus like squalling. So like day 38, I'm going to know her. Perfect night get to know Mary. I mean, I waited a long, long, long time. Get to know you. He lays Jesus down. Jesus goes, ah, why? He throws like these fits. Why would he throw fits like that? Why would Jesus be so upset about him knowing her? The reason, watch this. Give me two more minutes and I'm done. But the reason is, is he wants, he's all for sex. He's all for relationship. It's his idea he put together. It's awesome. But, but you have to wait on something. You have to wait on something. You have to wait on something. And a lot of people don't know this. And I wasn't even going here, Paul, but this is really good because he lays Jesus down like on the 40th day. And he's just hoping because he's had like eight fits and they can't do even kiss with him fit, throwing fists like this. And you know what Jesus did? I believe this with all my heart because I kind of know him. Jesus looks up at Joseph and he goes, he winks at him. Jesus like, Joseph, yeah! Why is it? Sex is great and it's good, but you got to wait for the wink. You got to wait for the okay from the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and Prince of Peace, and he'll wink at you. And when he winks, that's when he says, okay, if you do it before the wink, it's not okay. You got to wait on the wink. And I really believe Jesus winked at him and gave him the wink. And then Joseph got to know her. And it became this dude, Joseph was righteous, which means he had to have a no. Because you're pregnant, and I'm going to let you pray. But 
I, I would call him one of these, but I just want you to pray your heart. But you have to start with, I have a. And then, you know what? If you hear her heart and you can believe with her, if you can just really believe with her, all I need is you to stand and say, I have faith for that. I agree. We don't have to touch her, and we don't have to say anything. But if you can agree, and it might be just two of us or three. I might not even be able to agree. I don't know what she's going to pray. You know, she might pray crazier than me. But she's going to pray a prayer, and I want this to be the first fruits of a prayer answered in a group where somebody shares their heart, and we just come in agreement with it. Without doubt, without any doubt, if you have doubt, don't stand. But if you, if you can do it without doubt, I just want a couple of you to stand and say, I agree with it. Without doubt, listen to this, and complete confidence and complete trust that what she is praying about, God's going to do. And if you can completely say, okay, God, she can't do anything about this. They can't do anything about it. Nobody can. But we're just going to put it, we're going to trust you, and we're going to put our confidence in you. And then Ben or whoever is going to close. This is the way we're going to end it, okay? I'm just giving you something to take home. But without doubt, if you can completely for a little confidence and trust in whatever she's going to pray. We're going to agree together. And Jocelyn, I want you to be the first fruits just because of me talking to Joseph here and you being pregnant in the room. Just that little 14-year-old girl probably, maybe turned 15, that was a big assignment on her life, to have complete confidence and trust in God when her reputation and everything was on the line. And that's the kind of prayers God's going to answer. So. <laughs> I have a good friend who has had some bad things happen in her life. Some disappointment, some hurt, pain. And so, Lord, I pray that you step into a time machine tonight and you go back 15 years from tonight. And whatever happened at eight years old will be rewritten. Whatever happened at nine years old, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, and 23 years old will be rewritten. And that there will be a children's book with her name on it sharing about the beautiful memories that have been rewritten from 15 years ago. And that from that story that is right now being erased, that healing will come. That wires in her brain will be rewired. That right now you are taking the blue wire from the right side, you're looping it under the purple wire, and you're putting it next to the pink wire. And that where 
science and logic and reason say that it should be blue, purple, red. It's going to be pink, yellow, green. (laughs) And that where pain and the lasting effects of it have come, it will be as if it never was. Starting from a rewritten story in a children's book with her name on it. And that in the coming years, children will read that book and where their brain was blue, red, purple, it will be rewired to green, yellow, pink. Thank you for time travel. Thank you for sweet childhood memories. And thank you for pain that is gone. In Jesus' name. Just stay, stay there in faith. Because that's a wild prayer. That's way wilder than some I prayed. But I heard faith, and so here's what I'm going to do. As your friend starts rewriting and just focuses on the good and the great and just everything about it, I will personally fund the book and the publishing of it and everything. I'll put my money where my mouth is. When that book gets completed, I'll pay for it to be published. I'll pay for it to be um because I believe God's going to hear the prayers that you prayed, and 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 it doesn't. It has to come through a human heart. So we're just putting it completely in God's hands. So how He writes this story, but I want to be in on it. So whatever the cost, you let them know. I'll pay for the book. I'll pay for the publishing. I'll pay for distributing. I don't care how much it costs. I will fund that book because I want to be part of this story because the Joseph that went through so much in the Old Testament, I mean, he went through probably the worst of any guy on the planet. I mean, him and Job. But you know what it says? What Satan meant for evil at the end of the story, God turned it around for the good. And so by you sitting there, it allowed her faith enough to pray that what Satan meant for evil, and when family had totally trash canned him, and then authority totally didn't help him. When you get to the end of the story, and God fulfills the dream that was deep down in his heart, the Bible says what Satan meant for evil, God turned it around for the good. That's the kind of prayer you prayed tonight. Thank you. Paul and Chloe, come here for just a moment. Let's all stand just for a second. And I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry, but I feel like sometimes I want to do this. If you, need, if you need to make any comment or if you need to ask me for clarification or if you, wanna, you know, if you want me to clarify something that maybe didn't get communicated right, I'm open for that. So uh, a comment or clarification on anything or if you just want to comment on something just so they can... You can echo it, or you can just ask for clarity, because I don't want them to leave here not being clear on something. Yeah. Um, that was the best teaching on prayer I've ever heard. So, um, sit down real quick, just real quick. I heard one thing. Um, if you will come to a prayer meeting with Padre, stand up. Okay, so we want to have a prayer meeting with you. And we're gonna make that a priority. Um, so it'll probably have to be on a weeknight. And if you will just raise your hand if Mondays are great. W- hold on a minute. What, di- what night's best for you? Just day of the week. I know you are. When you get back. 
Can y'all do this Monday? Okay. There's a back cow meeting, though. If you're not involved in that, we can just do the ones that aren't involved in. If you're, you're going to be in back cow, because I'm leaving on a 50-day uh, anniversary trip with my wife. We've been married 50 years, so I told her I'd take her on a 50-day vacation. So I'm, I'm just, she earned one day for being married to me a whole year. It's not a lot. Okay, we're going to evaluate Monday and let you know within 24 hours if we're going to do it Monday. If not, we'll do it when he gets back. But we are going to prioritize that either on Monday or within seven days of him returning. Okay? Um, that doesn't mean we don't have to pray between now and then. Um, one thing I want to echo that just if I could echo one thing and for you to hear and let that be like a banging gong in you, just. Faith is the absence of doubt. So right now in the room, I just ask God, there's no doubt. Rid us of our doubt. In Jesus' name. Yeah, on that same note, when he was talking about like the measure of your faith, it wasn't about the longevity of it. You know, there's people who have been saved for like, 20 minutes and they've got like the most faith because there's zero doubt because they were a drug addict and now they're not. So they're like, Oh, this is for real. But it's funny. Sometimes even the longevity can usher in doubt just as it, as you hit, get one inch of doubt, it just grows and grows and grows. So just to echo what Padre and Chloe said, just no doubt, let it be found like this is a group of people that doesn't walk in any ounce of doubt. How gnarly would that be? How many prayers would we see answered, you know? Oh, again. I'm just going to be selfish. Paul has two sisters. One's name is Erica. One's name is Catherine. Let's start practicing on them. Yes. Neither one of them know Jesus from a hole in the wall. One of them is at the very end of herself. So that's a good place. But let's practice on them. We'll send you their names. prophetic. Her name is Hope. Mom? Before I hand this off to Benjamin, can we show some honor and love to the man, Padre? Thank you. Come, that is, come on, guys. I mean, this is a man who's dedicated his entire life to the next generation. So, thank you. All right, give it up for your man, Ben. He's coming in for some announcements. I am not going to rap this time. <laughs> okay. Do we have the first announcement? Yeah? Okay. We got the ISM apparel on the screen. Mm. Scan the QR code to order some merch. Yeah. Mm. Mm. We got a bonfire coming up October 13th, 7 to 10 at the Chica House. At the Chica House. At the Chica House.
We have a Bat Cow fundraiser. You guys know the drill. If we raise $1,000, I'll come out with a single. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. Unhidden fall pursuit is open now. 175 for the early bird. Or 200 after October 21st. Amen. Mm. We got the phone bucket down here. Paul's going to draw a phone for a gift card. Yeah, yeah, for a gift card. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Who this is? Is that you for real? Come on, Joseph! Oh, we got one more drawing for a first time guest. Is there any in there? Yeah, there is. <laughs> All right, here we go. For a Taco Bell gift card, here we go, here we go. Uh, 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 Sawyer Marshall. All right, you guys are dismissed. Oh, we gotta, hold on, we gotta keep the beat going, apparently. Hold on, na, 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 na. Leaders, I challenge you to a hundred dollars. Young people, I challenge you to a hundred. We go with 25, is what Brother Paul said. Let's do this thing for back cow. Come on. Hey, let's do it. One more time for Padre. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, let's go to Chick-fil-A. Not Chick-fil-A, Taco Bell, baby. Roll the beat, Finn. Let's go. Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Illuminate Student Ministries. Be sure to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Illuminate Knox.